Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Rose of Sharon Radio Broadcast, where you are destined to smell the sweet aroma of the truth in accordance with Ephesians 4.15, guaranteed to make you free to lead the abundant life till it overflows. The time is now and the person is you. So sit back, relax, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, as we welcome our host, Sharon Green. Hey, good evening. Good evening. This is Sharon Green, and you're listening to the Rose of Sharon Show on the Survival Radio Christian Network, where we each week speak the truth in love. And tonight is going to be no different, although we are in a celebratory mood tonight, as this is going to be the last broadcast of the Rose of Sharon Show on the, on the network. And it's been such an amazing ride. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Not even leaving. It's just that, you know, circumstances have arrived and network is actually coming to an end. And so we're moving on. And this time that we actually started doing some different things anyway, especially especially on a Sunday. Hold on just a minute. Let me fix that. Especially we're moving on definitely. From Sunday, I think Sunday has held us all hostage way too long. And so we need to know that our Father is true every day, 24-7. He is with us. He is amazing, amazing Father. Holy Spirit is an amazing companion. And so I just thank you for hanging in there with us over the years. We started this back in September 15th of um, 2013. So it's pushing in on seven years. And so tonight, let me see, I got my Zoom up here. I'm going to actually drop the link. And for any of you who want to, hey, Troy, any of you who want to join us, you are welcome to do so. We can talk about some things that may have caught your attention over the years. And Because um, I know this show is a little bit different. I don't make no apologies for that. You know, I pray that those of you who have been listening in, that you too speak the truth in love so that you and everyone around you can grow up in all things into him who is the head. That's other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I started off, you know, I was committed to the scripture and Ephesians. And then, you know, over the years, I learned this show was definitely beneficial in teaching even me. I I can see the growth that transition from using scriptures to feel, um, not to fail, using scriptures to be the the expert or to be the person that you listen to instead of and ignoring the crap out of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so when I woke up to really, you know, all this stuff, the self-effort that we were trained over the years to do instead of talking to the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. And it makes such a big, big difference when you truly know that Jesus is your peace. Jesus can't be your peace when you want to be the master of your own destiny. And the Holy Spirit can't lead you when you already know where to go. You truly cannot live by faith when you your mouth is committed to sight. <laughs> so let me just say that. Not just your mouth, that our mouth commit us to a whole bunch of stuff. And so when you get that under control, then um, everything seems to come in line. But anyway, hold on just a minute. I'm typing in. You are welcome to join me at 563-999-3084. Press 1 to get in the queue. Or you can join me on Zoom. You want to be seen or you can block yourself out. And let's have a conversation. The conversation is still good. I'm going to get – I'm getting ready to talk about just some of the topics that – I've been up discussion over the years, and just some of the transitions that I have been blessed to know and to actually reveal, just when you talk to the Holy Spirit, OMG, <laughs> I know you're trained to read, you got to read, you need to read, you got to get the Bible, you got to read, but there is no life in a book. Jesus is life. Holy Spirit is the truth. The Father is love. The three are one. And when you have a relationship in the Spirit, by the Spirit, with the Spirit of God, there is nothing like that. You cannot replace him. 
We cannot, we have replaced Jesus with a book for so long, not even recognizing that we ourselves, <laughs> we ourselves are in his body. So guess what that make us? That makes us a member of the body of Christ. And what part of your body is not you? So we start paying attention to details over the years, and so that changed the conversation. And, yes, it's a little bit different. It's not something that um, everybody is used to. It's not something that many people are going to reject because we like familiarity. We, our flesh, loves to be in agreement with everyone else. We do not like being peculiar. We'll talk about being peculiar, but people in general, I shouldn't say we, because we, when I say we, it's to those who are in the body of Christ. We are one with him whose body we occupy. We are one with each other as many members in every joint must do its part. So that's the we. All the other natural stuff is when we were born dead spirit. And so being born a dead spirit, we were blessed to come alive in Christ as he is, so are we. Not as he is, so we will be. It's as he is, so are we. And it's the manifestation of the beautiful gift that we have to represent the sun and the earth. That is such an honor. That's such an honor not to be taken for granted. That's such a privilege that dead spirits will never know. So we need to get ourselves together <laughs> to be that family. And so although this is my last errand on the Survival Rate of Christian Network, there is so much work for us to do, not just me, for us to do. And so let me finish up what I'm doing over here. You can't see, <laughs> but I wanted to do a few things before I really got started and we can have a conversation. <sighs> so many different topics. I even went and wrote some of them down so I wouldn't forget so that, um, especially say showing the transition over the year, Uh-oh. showing the transitions over the years and seeing how when you get a relationship with the spirit, why could God is spirit? And I know I say that every now and then. No, I say that a lot. It's a reminder. God is spirit. God is spirit. God is spirit. What amazing spirit he is. You can only talk to him in the spirit by the spirit. So it's not by happenstance. It's not by emotion. It's not by doing because he's with us all the time. So we need to recognize that. So I appreciate you joining me on tonight. And prayerfully we can get a conversation underway before I have to sign off. So I think I put it in the queue. I'll say it again before I get started on my soapbox. You can join me at 563-999-3084. That's 563-999-3084. Press 1, get in the queue. Or you can check out the Zoom link that I put on there and join me on Zoom either way. And so I'll the, doing this show has definitely been a privilege and an honor, and I'm getting ready to tell you why. It's been a privilege and an honor because there is so much religion. There is so much uniformity of ignorance that has taken place throughout Christendom. And why would I say that? Because death being the enemy of God is still reigning way too much in those of us who are living spirits. Life can never be the opposite of who he is. We who have come alive in Christ as he is, Jesus, who is life, should be expecting, speaking, enjoying, and manifesting life. We should not have more agreement with the enemy of God than we do the Son of God. Let's say that again. We should never have more agreement with the enemy of God than who we are, the Son of God. We gave up that right to be self. And so you can live by faith as he is, or you can transition by sight as you are. But the transition has to take place. We have to move from natural, natural understanding to spiritual revelation to the manifestation of the Father's will in the earth. And his tool, his person that he chose to do this was his son, he didn't pick me. He didn't pick you. So us trying to fight for favoritism to get Christian of the year, all that craziness is out the door. <laughs> he didn't call us to any of that. He called his son to come into the earth. His son, Jesus, gave us the opportunity to know life in him, to know family with one another. 
And so now that's what this show has been about for the, over the years. It's not a religious activity that takes place on Sunday night where we come together and we read the Bible. You can do that on your own time. When we come together, it's supposed to be kononia. It's supposed to be a meeting of the spirits coming together, led by the Spirit of God, to understand who we are in the Son. And so... Over the years, we've been talking about that because we were born naturally dead spirits. We were all born dead spirits in our, from our mom's wombs, you know, from our dad's sperm. We, we, we didn't have the understanding of life. And so we were giving life upon salvation when you chose Jesus as Lord and Savior, when you received him in your heart, when you confessed him with your mouth. And I'm not talking about being so. I'm a firm believer. There are many who think that you have come alive in Christ and you haven't because you bought Jesus. Somebody said, if you come to Jesus, he'll do this for you. If you come to Jesus, he'll take care of those bills. If you come to Jesus, he'll do this for your family. You cannot buy <laughs> life. And we should stop selling him. It is the drawing, the attracting of the love of our Father that manifests through the Son that draws us to want to know him, that hunger and thirst for righteousness, the relationship of a family that draws us together. And you know that from the inside out, it changes your expectation, it changes the words that come out of your mouth. It changes the natural you to see differently because those eyes that we see from, those eyes that we see from are clearly they're the eyes of our Lord and Savior. Remember, we're the body of Christ, Jesus being the head over the body, which is the church. When you see, you can see clearly through his eyes. You can hear clearly through his ears. We don't have to have those fights about religion and how much you prayed and how much you read and, you know, the great biggest tither and all of these things. And so I have, I am truly honored to have been in this seat for almost seven years, and I pray that my time spent has not been in vain. As I know many of you, your outlooks have changed. I pray you get the confidence, the godly confidence to speak boldly, to to stand and correct, because you can't say you love somebody when you're watching them and listening to them do those things that are going to result in negative outcomes. <laughs> so you too have to speak the truth in love. And so, like, over over the years, okay, I don't have anything on here. So over the years, we've touched on many, many topics, many topics. And I will say I started off like everybody else. You know, I want to have a show, and I knew it was going to be about growing up into Christ because they got lost during salvation. We thought if I would confess with my mouth, I read Romans 10 and 9, and everything is good. But the reality, salvation is in the body, like literally in the body of Christ. It's not an external thing that I do and, it's, and then voila, voila, I'm, I'm new and improved. No. <laughs> no, all that got lost in all these cemeteries and all these different schools and Bible studies. The fact that God is spirit totally got lost. The fact that salvation is in the son, in the body, which means we represent Jesus. So Jesus never talked about himself. He was humbled. He didn't walk around talking about himself. So the fact that we talk about Jesus like we're not in his body is a very key indicator that you do not know that you have come alive in the sun. You no longer represent you, which is why faith is failing. Faith is a law. So if you have faith for evil things, you're going to receive evil things. If you have faith for good things, you're going to receive. In your heart, speaking in your mouth, you're going to receive good things. But when we have his faith, the just lives by his faith. It was prophesied and it was manifested when we received salvation. Jesus' faith is unwavering, does not change. The same. Yesterday, today, forever. The same. His faith is totally in pleasing the Father. His obedience is assured. So those are the small things that become big things when you just wake up to who you are in Christ. And so we started off like everybody else. I think my first show was about prepping the battlefield because it truly is a battlefield. And I thought the battle was going to be about people in the world. No, the battle is people who call themselves Christians because <laughs> that's another revelation that has taken place. Christians, Christ-like. Why in the world do we want to be Christ-like when we have come alive as Christ? as the son, as the anointed one. So all these things got missed because we never made Jesus a God of spirit and never truly understood that you can only know the spirit by the spirit. Never truly fully was aware of 
Jesus being the conduit that the Father used to walk the earth then and now. <laughs> it's just that now we do more because there's more of us to represent him. But he's not working through us. He's working through his son. We are blessed to be a member of the body of Christ. We are so truly blessed to be family. So I had a show on family. You know, that's another topic of um, war. <laughs> We're going to call it war. Because we think our family is the DNA family that we came into this, into this world as dead spirits with. That's not God's family. No. No, no, no. Not at all. When we chose Jesus as Lord, we, we woke up to a new family. And so the one family with the one Father and the one Spirit and the one Lord and the one hope and the one faith and the one peace, not a whole bunch of people that call themselves family because we got the same DNA, no Jesus, not led by the Spirit of God, no light, which is why there's so much um, unrest when you have to go to these obligation Reunions and obligation, birthdays and obligation, everything. Because if you don't choose it, then it's an obligation. That's how you can really know if it's God or not, because he's not going to obligate us to do anything. The choice is there for us to choose. We get to be vessels of obedience, or we can be ourselves. It's up to us. So over the years, we've been, I've been blessed to have an engineer, the founder, um, Clark Garrison, who has worked behind the scenes on this show diligently, diligently. And so he, is, he and I encountered an attack to his body, and I, I've always called him healed in Jesus' name, and I pray that those who may be listening to this that know him continue to call him healed in Jesus' name, with great expectation that our Father's will is done in the earth. Don't ask my Father to heal him because you are now a part of the problem. He is either healed or not. And since we call him healed in Jesus' name, since we know he has the mind of Christ, since we know that his days are prolonged throughout eternity for death, the enemy of God has no power or privilege to take away the life that he has received in the Son. And that goes for you too. Those are some of the shows we had, even talking about that, because we pray and we ask God to do stuff like he works for us. He does not work for us. So either those of us who are in the Son are enjoying the privilege of the inheritance, the benefits of our obedience, or we're trying to get it. That's a choice everybody has to make. And so I pray that you receive it done. You can't ask, why you ask for something that you already have? Why are you trying to get the gift that has already been given? So come on, those, those are some of the manifestations of clarity that happens when you actually talk to Holy Spirit. So I pray that as we sign off, that that's something that you continue to do. Talk to Holy Spirit. He's in you. What is so insulting to have God in us, with us, in the sun, and we look externally for something to replace him, then we call on him like he works for us when the vehicle of life is already at hand. We already have power from on high. The kingdom of God, the power of God, the spirit of God is on the inside of us, inside the sun, who we represent. And so we have to know that. Those are some of the, the, the takeaways. What did you get? What did you get? <laughs> Those are just some of the takeaways that we should have gotten over the years. We have, to, we have to grow. Like if you're not growing, if you're in the same position and you're not growing, you know something's wrong with that. Even now that we're in virtual church, virtual church, and you might be looking around, and you're looking around for virtual church instead of talking to the God that's on the inside of you. And the sad thing is that the virtual church leaders are not even telling you to talk to the God that's on the inside of you. They're asking you for your money. So tithing, speaking of money, that was another revelation that has um, come alive on the inside of us during this time that we've been on the air, because I was a big tither. (laughs) 
big time. I will tell you that, especially when I was deployed and making more money. You know, I tied I, more money probably than people make in a whole year. Ridiculous. Because then I woke up to my return on investment sucks. <laughs> Something's wrong with this. This is supposed to be for the father. This is supposed to be for life. This is supposed to be for building the family and, and manifesting the kingdom of heaven and the earth. And my return on investment sucked. <laughs> and so I can say that. You know, you may not want to admit it. But I can say that with all certainty because then you wake up to the fact that Jesus, he was a sacrifice once and for all. We can keep trying to, then you don't notice you're trying to do something. You can't do nothing to get the Father to show you no greater rewards or show you no more love or show you no more favor. No, we have already been favored. The Son is favored. And we're in the sun. So if the sun ever stops being favored, then maybe we will have something to do to try to win back the Father's love. But since we can't lose it, then you wake up to just the small, the, the small things. Like the, the Levitical priesthood is where tithing evolved. It's obsolete. And then you go and you read Hebrews and it start, you start waking up to what it, what it really says. You know, certain, certain words like obsolete mean done. We under a, a different we're in a different tribe. That you know, Jesus came out of a different. He didn't come out of that one. He's being the worship one. He's being the worship unto the Father, the sweet aroma. What are we? What are you offering? But what can you do to um, replace that? Like his sacrifice was enough. <laughs> so being told that if you don't do this and God ain't gonna do that, He is at rest. Know that He is at rest. There's nothing that we can do. There's no serving that we can outserve that was done in the sun. And the fact that you don't know that you're in the sun to receive the benefits of his doing is a problem. It's a problem. We can't buy God. You can't give 10% of an abundance. And nickel and diamond God trying to think he's going to give you something greater, that's foolishness. Like I said, faith is the law. So you can have faith that, you know, it's working, everything is working out for me because I'm a tither. I'm a tither. Then what did Jesus do? If you did something that was so great that made God give you so much favor, what did Jesus do? We can't replace him. We get to be him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we don't get to be like him. We get to be him. We get to manifest the power from on high. As the, That means we don't get to take credit. Come on. These are just some revelations that have come alive on the inside of us over the years. And I pray if you're not there, it's available. Just talk to Holy Spirit. Close up the Bible. It's a great history book, so don't get me wrong. It's full of stuff that took place. What does your book say right now that you're reading somebody else's book? You do not want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ with that testimony. How I read somebody else's book, and then I called it you, Jesus. I made it you. Instead of knowing that I get to represent you, my part of the body is working efficiently as you are in the earth, manifesting the Father's will, being led by the Spirit of God. You can even read that. Jesus was even led by the Spirit of God. He didn't do anything apart from Holy Spirit. So just ask, why are we trying to keep talking about Holy Spirit but don't recognize his presence? Don't even talk to him for instruction. Small little things that, you know, I would like to leave you with. You are still welcome to join me at 563-999-3084. That's 563-999-3084. You can get in the queue. You can join me on Zoom. I think the link is on my Facebook page, um, GreenSC27. You can go over there and get that. But you're welcome to chime in as we are definitely excited to move on to bigger and better things where um grateful to have been able to serve with some amazing co-hosts on the network over the years. And so I don't take it for granted that this time spent was in vain. I know it wasn't, you know, because the, the, the Father can send one to change the world. We have an opportunity not to reach one, teach one. That's foolish. <laughs> You find one, you, you see, see, we've been trained to make God and his power and his presence so small. We think that he is like man. We are here with the abundance of his love. The, um, we have a spirit without measure. There's no such thing as reach one. When the power of God is released from you, it is not just reaching one. 
There is no such thing that we just, just oh. <laughs> sorry. That's just what, one thing that we have to grow beyond, and that is making the God that's on the inside of us so small, so minor. We get to represent the major. We are supposed to be that entity that the world is looking to, that shows unconditional love. Had a show about that too, unconditional love. <laughs> we don't have conditions. That's why it was easy to wake up to what family really looks like. And when I was talking about family a few minutes ago, you missed the show. You know, they're all out there. And most of them are on my YouTube page. Anyway, there's neither here nor there. But when you really know family, it's God's family, then the obligation, the traditions, all of that that puts you in disobedience, it goes away. Because the reverence of our Father, the fear of the Lord, I remember having a season just talking about that because that was one entity when I used to read all the time that just kept waking up, fear the Lord, fear the Lord, fear the Lord, fear the Lord, fear of the Lord. <laughs> what does that mean? And then you, I woke up to all of that. Fear the Lord is the fountain of life. It's the hate evil in a wicked way. The fear of the Lord tends to well, it tends to satisfact tends to life. And you live in satisfaction and you should not be visited with evil. And then the fear of the Lord gives you strong confidence. So when you reverence God, when you're in awe of him, and he's telling you what to do. You're going to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, God, um, I need to go ask my pastor. I need to go ask my bishop. I need to go ask my parents. I need to go read. I need to go pray. You really want to say that to God? No. When you reverence him, it's like you refuse not to obey. You have no choice. It's awakening on the inside that will make it insulting even to yourself to do the opposite or not do what you're here to do. When you wake up to the reverence that Jesus has for the Father because they're one, and he knows a jot and a tittle means to do just a minor thing that goes against the will of the Father, this place is up in smoke. That same loyalty, that same urgency to please the Father is in all of us who have come alive in the Son as he is. It moves you from religion where we have to do stuff. It's like the whole, not the whole, but the majority of people who call themselves Christians have went back to the old covenant. They went back to doing stuff to please God. When is the Father was pleased in his Son, and he just wants us to be obedient so I have plenty of shows most recently on obedience because obedience is the only way the Father is able to manifest his will in the earth. There is nothing that gets done through disobedience. Through one man's disobedience came sin, death through sin. So if Adam would have never disobeyed, we keep talking about eating from an apple. It wasn't even an apple. We don't know what it was. It said fruit. <laughs> but if he had not disobeyed, then there would be no sin for Jesus to come into this world to conquer over. Then there would not be any death. Death hits the riot with sin. They still buddies to this day. That's why disobedience still brings sin, and when sin is full-blown, it turns into death. That's why people who love the Lord and they're so good and they don't cuss and they don't drink, but yet they're out of here. They're buried somewhere. You know, there was never death was never the will of the Father. That's why that's his enemy. When our expectation of his love has to evolve beyond what we see. So even me talking about death, that was another revelation. You know, how can life ever fall victim to the opposite of who he is? And if he fell victim to it, that means the father fell victim to it and the spirit fell victim to it. Did not happen. <laughs> then you go read and you see that it was the body, the fleshly body, the natural body that was prepared for Jesus that took on all the sin, that took on all the curses. That was the sacrifice. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, forever. That's exact forever. <laughs> That's exactly what that means. He's the same. He's spirit. He didn't take on that. He didn't die for me, die for me. No, 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 no. Death is always is and will be the enemy of God. We're living vessels of honor who have been blessed with the opportunity to serve in this capacity. 
And so after this, you see what else we talked about when we go my list. So we talked about building on a firm foundation. So building on that firm foundation is not how much you read. Building on the firm foundation is knowing that God, our Father, who art in heaven, who does not change, who is love, unconditional. It wasn't based on us, his desire to give us an opportunity to be made righteous and no life. He doesn't change. So when you build on that firm foundation, knowing that God does not change, then you see that the son, Jesus, he don't change either. Who is life? So the consistency of life, who is the truth and the way to the father does not change. You can only go to the father through the son. Well, if you have no idea that you're in the son, how are you going to the father doing all this singing and calling it worship? We're going to get to worship in a few minutes. But build on that firm foundation. See, when you know the stability of the of our Father, then you know the stability of the Son. And so since we're in the Son, representing the Son, why are we always up today, down tomorrow, heal today, sick tomorrow, rich today, poor tomorrow? We got all these variations, but the Son is a constant. Life is a constant. Our expectation of it should be a constant. Why? Because it came out of the foundation of the Father who was loved. He don't change. So now we got the spirit of truth to lead us. He's one with the Father and the Word, which is the Son. And so the truth, we can never go wrong. The, the, the power of God, which is the spirit of God, the kingdom of God, who's on the inside of us if we talk to him. His commitment to the Father is assured. The truth is who he is. And so he's speaking what he hears the Father say. So nobody's lying and nobody's changing their mind. So we have a connection of life that is fundant, and the Father is desiring to open that fire hose that his grace abounds mightily towards us and through us that the world can see that there's a difference. They won't see it if we never catch on. So. That's one of the beautiful things about this show is, you know, I do not bite my tongue because I have I have been blessed and you have been blessed as well with the reverence of God on the inside of you. So when you have to give an account, when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you don't have a daggone excuse for why you didn't say, why you stood by, why you failed to believe. You don't want that, and I don't want that for you. You said about compromise. <laughs> Compromise, like you know stuff is wrong But we still do it, why? We want to have the favor of the people Instead of manifest the favor of the Father And when you recognize that The people, they, they're either going to come closer or move away And that's okay Our commitment to people can't be where I cannot exist without you It doesn't matter who it is The Father can't use folks who show favoritism That's why his will is sorely seen in the earth because, first of all, I can't do it by myself. I need the other parts of the body active. And second of all, if the, if the not the favor, if the power of God were to manifest to most people who say they love them, they not only would take credit, they would show favoritism to the people that they call family when they died. And their lives are hidden in God with Christ. And Christ who is their life. When he appears, then they'll be back with him in glory. But now we get to represent Jesus. So our natural mind cannot be leading. That's the soulish part of who we are. That's leaning to our own understanding. You have to be really stupid naturally to live by faith because we move outside unseen. We're not looking backwards, trying to go forward. We have vision for things that have never manifested, and we speak what we want to see instead of what we see. Because celebrating what you see is not faith. You can't even have hope for the things that you already see. And so I pray that we stop the compromising. So we also talked about, oh, when I was back when I used to celebrate traditions, Thanksgiving, you know, like Thanksgiving. We always want to celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving is in the spirit. It's a faith word. But most time we always talk about what I'm thankful for. That's past tense. Past tense. So that's just, just a key thing. You know, Thanksgiving is, you know, things that have not happened yet. So we live in expectation. We're in Thanksgiving of the manifestation of the Father's will in the earth. You know, the earth is more is, is groaning. It's in it's in Thanksgiving that we're gonna wake up <laughs> and get our assignment right. We all should be in Thanksgiving of the Father's love who's with us, a shield of favor around the righteous 
righteous, we were made righteous. The angel of the Lord is a shield around those of us who fear God. So we are fully protected because we live by faith, and that's another shield. So our thanksgiving for the Father's will manifesting in this dispensation and time should be off the charts because our obedience to his will is key. It's key, and it has to be a we. It can't be me. It can't be you. It has to be a we. So let's keep it moving. What else? What else we talked about over the years? And it was many topics. I just gave, um, did a few. Faith. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know why. Faith, faith was enough. Faith, 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 faith. We always talk about faith. Live my faith. Standing on my faith. Walking in faith. Talking in faith. And then that was just one of those where, you know, it's not our faith. Because faith is truly a law. I think it's Romans 14. Talk about faith being a law at the end, maybe. But over in Habakkuk 2 and 4, the just live by his faith. So his faith over in Habakkuk, which was the prophecy, got misquoted over here in the New Testament. Because, you know, most people preach it, make it about us. You know, it's about people. And we go to church because the Lord's going to help us with our problems when that's so not true. We All of our problems were solved upon salvation. <laughs> so our obedience is the manifestation of the solution that you may need to manifest to assist you, but it is at hand. And so the faith that we have in Jesus as he is representing him in the earth trumps everything else. If you choose to, if you, if we never wake up to who we are in Christ, then it can't. And we still are manifesting what we say. Our words are speaking life or they're speaking death. There is no middle. There is no middle. So the commitment has to be there. Of course, love. Definitely, definitely talk about love. Not the different arrows love and touchy-feely love and relationship kind of love. It's God who's unconditional. So there cannot be any conditions when it's unconditional. None. No condition. So it's a choice. It's a choice to love. It's not based on whether or not somebody acts a certain way or looks a certain way or represents a certain way, how much money they have. Love is unconditional. That is our assignment in the sun. God so loved the world. He didn't love Christians. He didn't love black people. He didn't love white people. He didn't love Democrats. He didn't love Republicans. He loved the world. He loved the living beings that came into this world, dead spirits. He wanted everyone to have the opportunity to know life in his son. He gave us all the opportunity. It's just that we, our light can't shine and draw others to the sun if we're self-absorbed. If we're so consumed with ourselves and our successes and our family and our job and our money, and we're so consumed with the color of our skin and not see people as living beings who happen to be different shades, who happen to speak different languages, but who have the same father and the same family with the same hope and dream of the manifestation of the father's will to be at hand, that the peace that surpasses all understanding is known. The world will definitely take notice of that. And so this is some of the things that we talked about over the years. Uh, I see other trust God, trust. We say, I trust you, I trust you. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, it's easy to say things, but the actions and the words, they, they tell what's in your heart. Our mouth tells you real quick what's in your heart. You say you trust them, but you're doing stuff to get what you already have. You say you trust them, but you're praying for what you already have. You say you trust them, but you're paying for a free gift. So it's easy to say that I trust you. But no, you know, trusting is not trusting until it's trust. And I'm gonna tell you, you something, you got, ain't no something. You have to open your mouth and say, "I trust you. I trust. You. I don't care what it looks like. I trust you. I don't care what everybody is experiencing, what they're going through. I trust you. I trust. If you say I'm healed, I'm healed. If you say all my needs are met, my needs are met. If you say my family is your family, then that's my family. And these other people don't understand. I can make it without them. You can't raise your children up anyway to go, and you hold them hostage to stay. So these small things, small things that we have been able to talk about and to discuss and to bring awareness to because we've been trained like a bunch of robots, like Christian slavery. That's another thing. So Christian slavery, you don't even have your own thoughts because the day of the week tells you what to do. It's Sunday, I got to go, I got to get dressed. And if I don't go, then people are going to look at me strange. And they're not even going to ask me, you know, or have a conversation without starting it off with, is everything okay? Why? Because I missed the day of the week 
I decided to tell the day of the week I'm not going anywhere. I decided to tell the time that I want to do something else. The Holy Spirit was giving me instructions. Like he's giving us instructions to do stuff on Sunday, and we like, excuse me, Holy Spirit, I got to go to church. Excuse me, Holy Spirit, I got to go and sit in front of my computer. I can't even do what you're telling me to do because of my obligation. And so that has truly been an honor to bring awareness. And now you get to choose. I can't make you. I don't even want to make you because it ain't going to last. That's why somebody's saying if you don't tithe, you know, God's not going to be pleased. You're not doing it for the right reason. It's a, he's inside of us. So if he can't tell you what to do for you to do it willingly, why do anything at all? It's only going to burn up. We have to do things willingly by choice, not by obligation. That's a choice. All these traditions, those are choices to do or not do them. But when I can read not to do traditions, because then God can't even use me because of the traditions. And if you notice, everyone comes with spending money. They all come with a price. There's no tradition that's just free. So for every day you wake up and you're just grateful to enjoy life, grateful to enjoy the peace of our Lord and Savior, to have unspeakable joy, where regardless of what's going around you, you see life, you speak life, you expect it. So the next virus, the next curse, because in this world it's only going to get worse for them, we have the capacity to see our way forward even when nobody else can. God is good. And only good and perfect gifts come from above. So we know that. So in the midst of the world's evil, we still know good. We can see and expect good. Holy Spirit is there to navigate the straight and narrow. We just have to obey the instructions. And you can't obey the instructions when you don't talk to him. <laughs> so he's in us. We have to talk to him. Talk to him. If you take nothing else from the Rose of Sharon show, respect the fact that the Father's love is real. Respect the fact that he gave us his son to be him, to know him, to manifest his power in the earth. He gave us his spirit. To, I ain't going to say be stupid, but he gave us his spirit to disobey. Disobey. He made it really easy really easy for his will to be made known in this earth, really easy for the kingdom of heaven to be manifested in the earth, really easy. We, we've, but it's been complicated. It's been schooled. <laughs> we may like school because that's what we know, how to go to school and to get degrees and certificates and to feel good about what we've done. Meanwhile, we have negated what Jesus has done. Now, he didn't do it all for us to do it again because our again will never match his all not even close. So just receiving it, believing it, and it's expecting him because we are him. So we're expecting what we're reading where he walked the earth and the people came to him and he laid hands and it was the father who did the work. It's still a father who do the work and it's still Jesus who's laying hands because a member of his body, the church, not buildings, we're members of the body of Christ. We say these things with no revelation that we are the body of Christ. God, precious spirits of life running around throughout all this darkness. We're the light. The world should be looking for our example. They should be looking for our tutelage. What are we supposed to do so that we can bring this confusion into peace? Yeah, but they're not. So you know that's a problem. And why is that? So one of my um, most favorite, favorite, favorite topics, worship. I haven't talked about worship in a while, but to worship. And unfortunately, religion has made worship about music. It has made um, worship about People and me and what God going to do for me and all of these things and the beautiful gift of worship, the living in adoration and being in awe of the Father and recognizing his presence and truly, like I said earlier, to get into his presence. Nobody goes to the Father except through the Son. And so if you don't even know that you're in the Son, that you're representing Jesus, how in the world do you think you're ever going to get to the Father? And all his awesomeness and his array of beauty 
It is holy of holies. You know, even in the old covenant, when they had to put a bell around the priest when he went into the inner court, he didn't even go into the holies of holies. <laughs> they had to do. He couldn't. He couldn't just come running up in there like, "Hey, Father God, what's up? What's up?" No, no. They, they, there were rules. So even in the spirit, we have the opportunity to know the Father up close and in person, although He's with us all the time. But to really, truly be in honor. And all of who he is, to have that that ability is nothing like it. And then to diminish it, to make it about people and making it about singing at that. It can never be about singing or music for those of you who still think it is because you can hear that. <laughs> Worship is in the spirit. So you can hear it with your ears. You can speak it with your mouth. You can smell it, taste it, or touch it. Those are your senses. That's not even faith. That's not in the spirit. That is not worship. That's doing. So the spirit of who you are, the spirit that has been made perfect in the sun, your spirit has the opportunity to be in Konania with the Father by the spirit in the spirit. That's worship. And so that is one of those topics that I just truly love because it's such a beautiful thing. And if we can master that and get on one accord and just be truly in relationship, that's family. That is truly the Father's will. Even back when he created Adam and Eve, he made them one, him, male and female. It was to have that family they can walk in the cool of the day and, and just enjoy his presence. Yeah. He's given it back to us in his son. He's given us that opportunity. And so that, that that one word, family, has been made so much like the world that the separation of God's family, the one family, has been put on the back burner. So it's time to, to pick it up. It's time to just be to obey. It's okay. Because if you never obey, the people you claim to love and you call family, guess what? They ain't going to obey either. Eternity is a long time to have regret. Every, the world needs examples. So those people that you call family, though your relatives, they need examples. They need to know what life looks like. If they never have an example of life, they will always think that Father God is like a man and that darkness is light. When darkness is darkness. Dead spirits are dead spirits. So coming alive as he is, as Jesus is, as life cannot be the same as the dead spirit that you were born as. So just making those 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 um uh look paying attention, I should say, and making those choices to know that I can't be the same me that I was pre Jesus. They 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 they're not I'm not, I can't be the same. So my relationships can't be the same. I can still love you, you know, I still, you know, we still cool and everything, but in Christ there's an assignment of unconditional love that can't have conditions because we got the same last name. We got the same DNA. Unconditional means unconditional. It means that I treat your children just like they were mine. I treat your your the, your mother and father, and by the way, there are no mothers and fathers in the body of Christ. He, the son of God, made you know, is made up of the family, which is male and female, male, him being male and female, him, them. There's no cousins, aunties, uncles, grandmothers. And I know that is a hard one to swallow, but that's the reality. There's no favoritism. Father God loved the world. And if we can just get that concept, he being spirit, he loved the world, he gave his son. He didn't give none of us, but he gave us an opportunity. So take, seize the opportunity. Seize the opportunity. Look at my list over here. Oh, he sees the opportunity to be peculiar. Seize the opportunity to be that light that others need to break free of obligation and religion. Seize the opportunity to have right relationships because right relationships that are not out of obligation do not come with regret. They just don't. And people want to be there. They want to serve. They want to help. They want to see you prosper and not for their own personal gain or bragging rights. So another thing I talk about being free, that's a great segue to being free, being free to choose. Like if you can't choose not to do Bible study on Wednesday night, then that ain't free. The Bible can't teach you anyway because you're reading. 
That's your mind, your eyes, your ears. That's not in faith because it's using your senses. Jesus, I will send you a helper. He said that. It's over in John, I think, 14, 15, and 16, one of those. I'll send you a helper, and he will teach you all things. So if the Holy Spirit's assignment is to teach us all things, what can you learn? What can you learn from the Bible? What can you learn from me? Yeah, what can you learn from me? So since we're in the body, we got the same head, Jesus being the head of the body, we have the mind of Christ. So even what I'm saying right now, there should be an agreement from the spirit to you. It should make spiritual agreement. Not that it's coming from me. It's just a product of the inheritance that we all received when we came alive in the sun. So I don't have to make stuff up. I don't have to prove anything to you, and you don't have to prove nothing to me. The agreement with Holy Spirit gives us the agreement with life, gives us agreement in the Son, gives us agreement with one another. So I don't have to do that to get that. That's Holy Spirit. That's his assignment. So when we talk to him and we recognize recognize him, he's excited to teach He's like, oh, my gosh, they are actually paying attention. They are actually grabbing hold of the concept of life in the sun, as the sun. That's just the way it is. I know we were trained a certain way, but how's that working out for us? You say you love God one day, but then you got people dropping left and right. How is that working now that our Father is with us all the time, and yet you're under attack, yet evil thing is happening? How is it getting past the shield of righteousness that I spoke of, the shield of faith? How is it getting past the angel of the Lord who is the shield? How is that happening when Father God is with you all the time? Because the shield comes down when we don't live by faith. The shield comes down when we're not obedient. The shield comes down, and we don't want that. Hey, Rochelle, I see that you're in the queue. All right, okay, I got the speaker on now. You want to come in? All right, good evening. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am, I hear you. Good evening. Good evening. I am so late. I... The last show, I can't believe I showed up at the last minute. Well, you consistent. I'm here. <laughs> well, you got I got distracted. I got, yeah. So, I mean, um, I think I read the caption a little bit before and kind of, what, what do we do next? What's, what's now? I think for, at least for me, my my growth in truly understanding what it means to be led by Holy Spirit and to be a part of the body of Christ is it it just it goes beyond just systems and places and just like kind of like routines. So like I would just you know as we all are trying to like try trying as we all are growing to really like being aware of those things that are in place in terms of, like, going to church and especially now with having the freedom to choose whether you're going back into the um, the building, you know, having awareness of who you are and who you represent, God, we represent mm-hmm. God. So for me, what's next is to continue knowing that and um, – really connecting with others who don't look at me like, oh, I'm just a Christian or you don't go to church, so you're not really Christian, but connecting with others who, like, have show unconditional love because that's what it's all about, unconditional love and seeing beyond, you know, seeing beyond just your religion or, like, your denomination or, you know, where you grew up and that kind of thing. So, I'm excited to continue um, growing in that understanding of just who I am, not just as an individual, but as literally as a part of the body of Christ. And um, Rosa Sharon's show <laughs> is a great platform in order to do so. I mean, platform, I guess, just, I don't know, sounding board or just, 
putting different pieces in place and bringing awareness to the things that are already there. It's not like because Sharon said it, I believe it, or, you know, it's never, it's nothing like that. I don't know what the show will look like in the sense of, like, if we're going to do something like Facebook Lives or something like that or meetups. It's not going to be church, but maybe, like, we meet up, maybe on Zoom, smaller discussion <laughs> sessions where we can actually talk to each other, like, really call in, like, let's just talk about these things and um, versus like it being like a like sermon-ish, you know, of like, all right, we're going to talk and you just still listen. Because I think now, at least for me, like I've really become more, all right, let's just, I don't want to text anymore. I don't want to email anymore. I'm getting there of just like, let's just talk. Like, let's talk on the phone, let's video call, let's do something, because words really are spirit. When we talk, like, something happens. Like, you just get more awareness, like, things start to look different and sound different. So I think moving from beyond behind the words will also be on the horizon for me, at least, and whatever this show looks like in the future. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I learned so much. Yeah. Well, we all, I think we all have. So starting off, I used to use scriptures all the time to back up what I was saying. Sure, I can go back, you know, a few years and, and show all that. And then you recognize that, you know, Jesus, the word, we're, we're in the word. You know, we're representing the word. So, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't have to read to figure out what to say to prove stuff to people. <laughs> and yeah. just you know, it's just it's so friend to be able to do that. But I appreciate you chiming in and um always being able to be um vulnerable and not I don't know, what's a good word? Because you know, you say stuff and sometimes I'll I'll just correct you on the spot or we bring something and you don't take it personal. Which which is where we all have to get to to understand that correction brings growth. You know, you cannot grow yeah. from a lie. You just can't and go I think, from a lie. You can <laughs> go on. Yeah. No, no, no. And I know, now I think I know, I know that correction is always in love. Like, and, I, and that's why, you know, that scripture, how it started off, seeking the truth in love. When you know it's all in love, like, it doesn't, it never becomes personal. It never becomes, like, your ego and just your flesh, just none of that. It's when you know love. When you know God, like truly, like that's where that's that's the best foundation. Like so, you can understand and receive it and hear everything correctly because it's not from any other place. So, so yeah, that's what I learned to really, especially being around Sharon (laughs) or just being in general, like even Holy Spirit, like you know. I know we used to be lying, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't care who it is, <laughs> and and that's a beautiful thing to know to know love. Like you know, why would you think that. that somebody's tearing you down? And there yeah. are many that do that. But if you have a right relationship with with people, you you should know them well enough to know that if they're trying to tear you down. And if you think they are, then have a conversation. Like, hey, what's up with you? Why are you trying to tear me down? You know, it's time for us right. to be grown naturally and in the spirit instead of a bunch of babies looking around trying to feel <laughs> good we need to know good in every aspect of the word good because our father is good and he does not change at all for no reason and nobody and that's the level that's the 100 percent commitment that we should have to this assignment i think i talked about that too with being on 100 percent but i think we got two minutes left and um Christina, thank you for engineering us. Thank you for um, picking up the the reins and moving all of us forward, even to the end of the month. And on tonight, I'm gonna actually close out the show with a song with a um, <laughs> with a with a song that I played early on in my um, in my days on the Rose Sharon show. But I think it's very fitting because you know we are a family. And regardless of the direction that this show takes, I just pray that you just be led by the Spirit. Appreciate you, young lady. You can hang on in there, too. Be led by the yes. Spirit. Let me get, let me get my, um, my 
but we run out of time. <laughs> All right. All right, we got this going. It's my. Shall you hear that? Yeah, I thought it had cut off on on that end, but clearly, oh, I see what happened. All right, I know we're going to look over a little bit. So we cut off. This is Family of Love by Take Six. The love family of God. By take six. I never heard that song. All right, I see we ran out of time. I'm going to let it go a little bit.